from the Conquer Risk Podcast, this is Build in Public with Potomac. Welcome to Build in Public, or I guess as we're calling it today, the 500-100 Club. We want to kind of step back for a moment and acknowledge an important milestone that we crossed this summer in reaching both 500 million in assets under management and administration and 100 episodes of the Conqueror's podcast. And it's actually been enough time now that I think we're over six, I believe. Last time I checked, it was somewhere over six. We're probably close to seven now. So it's been an exciting year. Uh, And it was interesting to me that those two milestones essentially coincided with each other within a matter of about a week. Now, I want to be quick to say that I am in no way (laughs) claiming that the success of our podcast is directly related to the growth of Potomac. In no way am I making that claim. I am saying, however, that it's a metaphor and it's one that is worth exploring. We have been pretty transparent with this podcast since we first launched it um, about why we're doing it, how we're doing it. Uh, episode 15 was about why we started it in the first place. We we didn't want to write. None of us did. So we thought a podcaster would be an easier way for us to get our thoughts out. Episode 22 was about the gear that we use, which interestingly enough, we don't use any of anymore and we could probably do with an update to that episode. Uh, in season three, we talked about how to launch something like this with a very limited budget. So we've been on record about why we do this podcast and what it means for, for Potomac from the very beginning. And I thought with this milestone, we could dig in a little bit deeper and talk about how we got where we are today. I am joined by our marketing team, Martina, Jordan, and Tori. Welcome, everyone. Hello. How's it going? So this is this is where, as if I don't feel old enough with you, all, <laughs> um, I get to sound like the old guy and talk about. So first of all, Jeff and Manish started this podcast before I had officially come on board at Potomac. We we were planning on it. I I talked to them about the podcast before they started it, but they were eager to get going, so they started it bef- about I think six weeks before I came on board, and. You know, so I'm I'm coming in like episode 10 and I'm staring down the barrel of how to make this podcast successful when I've got Manish like standing and kind of like dancing behind his desk a little bit with his camera like aimed up at him and then and then purple Jeff like <laughs> with this like <laughs> conference room accordion door behind him in his RV and I'm like, oh, f- like. I don't know. Like we've got some good personalities here, but we got got a long ways to go before this looks like great. But it's also important to note that that didn't really matter. What mattered was we just started and, and didn't stop. And that's something that we're going to, we're going to hit on quite a bit because Jordan, I want to bring you in first to give me, I, I know being a stats guy, you've looked at this Give me an overview of how many podcasts that start fail. So, yeah, I want to paint the picture of just how many podcasts there are to start. So as of today, and granted, I took these stats a few weeks ago, so the number might have changed by now, but there's 4.1 million registered podcasts. So 
Of those 4.1 million, roughly the stat is about 26% quit after one episode. So around a million of those 4.1 million, a little bit over, have already quit after their first episode. And among those 4.1 million, there's 750,000 active podcasts, meaning that they posted an episode yeah, within the last 90 days. So so many. So there's a ton of podcasts and all 4.1 million. And of those 4.1 million, there's upwards of 52 million podcast episodes. That's a lot of content. Yeah. But to answer your question, around a quarter of them quit after the first episode. After the first episode. Now, how many of these also do video like we do? Uh, so we're kind of ahead of the ball in that regard. Around 17% have video that accompany their podcasts. And we've been doing that since day one. We have 100 plus podcasts now that have video accompanying them. So we're, we're ahead of the ball there. Well, I, I want to selfishly ask the follow-up question of how is our podcast stacking up against this sea of content? But I want to note first that before we pat ourselves on the back, and we have a long ways to go compared to some of the really big players out there. But we were head down for a year and a half before any of this caught on. A year and a half of just weekly slinging episodes before we even got a hint of an audience. But mm-hmm. how, how, how are we doing right now? Yeah. So... Uh, I have some numbers. I'm going to read them off the screen. To be in the top 50% of podcasts, you have to average around 28 views just to be in the top 50. So moving on to the top 25, you need upwards of 78. To be in the top 10%, you need upwards of 260. And then to be in the top 5%, you need upwards of 630 views per episode, which we accomplish with all of our podcasts now. And that started basically when me and uh, Martina showed up. At that point, all the episodes had been surpassing 600 just saying, you know, Amazing when you're thinking about, coincidence. Next, thinking about promotions, uh, but so all of our podcasts qualify for the top 5% and then the top 1% is upwards of 3,188. So industry gossip, who charted the pimp wow. awards, all of those are in the top 1% of podcasts. That surprises me. I feel like everybody has more views than us. And I'm just like, like we crossed 10,000 on industry gossip and I was ready to throw a party because like I couldn't believe it. But I look at, you know, there's, there's one other podcast out there um, that the Ritzhold guys do. And they're, they're pulling like between 30 and 50,000 views an episode, no matter what it is. And I'm like, okay, we suck. So that surprises me. I, not to put you on the spot, but where are these numbers from? Uh, I made them up. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I got them from a number of different sources uh, to name a couple podcastinsights.com, the podcasthost.com. There wasn't like a definitive source from the people that actually host these like Apple and Spotify and all that. So I kind of had to bounce sure. around, but I'll, I'll give them to Martina and have her plug them into the, the episode. Nice. That's fantastic. Well, um, speaking of Martina, I'm going to bring everybody back here because I, it, we'll talk about how this happened in a minute, but we now have more shows within the conquer risk podcast than we had employees when I started. And I think just for our audience sake, because I know not everybody watches every, every show and that's great and intentional. The shows are designed for people that care about specific topics. Um, But I thought we should just level set here with a quick rundown of all of the shows that we have. And so we're going to have our resident fast talker and football <laughs> fan, Martina, 
do this against the clock because we do that in one of our podcasts and it's only fair that we make ourselves do it once and by ourselves i mean martina so okay all eight shows in 60 seconds martina go Show number one, industry gossip. There is so much news flying around, we barely have time to process it all. What's overrated? What's underrated? Join Manish and Christopher as they discuss what's happening in the industry, give quick takes on current events, and spill a little tea. Show number two, who charted? We source the name of the show from Twitter. Manish and Dan are giving you six chart in six minutes. The clock is ticking, and Dan, battling average is improving slowly, just like his New York Mets. Show number three, Build in Public, the show you're watching right now. Financial advisor often asks us about marketing, but we don't sell marketing services. So since we're always valid transparency, we figured, why don't we just show you what we do? Show number four, Drinks Well with Operation. There is very little content about operations out there, mostly because it's super dry. This podcast is literally the antithesis of dry content. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> we should note that we asked the person whose English is like her ninth language to do this. Continue. Clock is still running. The podcast is literally the antithesis. <laughs> now say recapitalization. Okay. This button. <laughs> I guess. Hold on. You were doing so well, too. <clears throat> Should I do the show, like show number four again, or just start from that line? Uh, just, I'll, I'll read that line for you, and then you can continue. Drinks Well with Operations is literally the antithesis of dry content, because we drink on the show. We also give great re drink recommendations, except for Jen, who basically only drinks Bud Light. Show number five, the Potomac couch. We literally roast ourselves or bring our spouses and significant others to the show and roast us instead. It's mostly funny and a little bit cringy. Show number six, the book club. We read books and talk about it. It was Manish Oprah's moment. Show number seven, it's not really a show, is just for fun called Just Because. We share campaign ads such as the Bull Bear Serial, Union, Life on Hold, the Pronunciation Guide, the Pimp Awards, holiday parties, and just random fun stuff. We, there is no limit of content whatsoever on this show. And the last one, it's a new show, but not really. It's the OGs, the OGs of each Potomac department. Manish, the investment department, Jennifer, operations, Jeff, education, and Christopher for marketing. They will provide quarterly business update uh, for Potomac's business as we run an IRA. In this show, we look for <laughs> In this show, we look back and discuss success, misses, and how we look forward on what's on the horizon. Under six seconds. Uh, 60 seconds. You know, we turn the clock red after it goes over 60 seconds. I think we're going to have to come up with another color for you because you crossed over three. <laughs> Bravo. Disaster. Well done. Yeah. Well done. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> So just to um, interject for a second, how did we get here? Good question. Great question. Um, <laughs> I promised to come back to that. So uh, thank you for bringing us back to it. Um, 
in really started in January, right before it went from a department of Christopher to a department of this team. Um, we, meaning me and Manish, decided to go all in on YouTube and really just double down on the audience there because it is a search engine of its own, right? And and we had been putting the episodes up there, but had made no effort whatsoever to drive any traffic there. We were also hosting the videos of the podcast on Wistia, which is a private label video business video hosting service. And um, and then just kind of putting them out on on YouTube and leaving them there to dry. And even now, if you go back and look at the first few seasons, one view, five views here and there across the different episodes, because we weren't we weren't doing anything to drive traffic there. And that was a decision that I had made from my past in production work in this industry. Um, Wistia is great for videos that are embedded within your site that serve a specific purpose. So if we did a video on one of our investment strategies or um, an introduction to research, all, all things we have planned, by the way, Wistia is great for that. It's meant to be embedded on your site. There's nothing that happens afterwards. You have a lot of customization and branding around it to make it look like it belongs there. Whereas a YouTube video is always going to look like you stuck a YouTube video on your page. But it's not great for trying to grow an audience where you want subscriptions and you want people engaged with your video content and getting push notifications to your phone. You're really relying on the old system of email if you're going to host video that way. So we made the switch in January and it had almost an immediate impact of, of focusing our audience there. I think our audience was pretty scattered across different places where they were watching the content already on YouTube, um, on our site on Wistia, listening to the audio. And it, and it really just brought everything together. And since they are video podcasts and we do use that medium pretty intentionally, um, I think it made a big difference there. The next step was um, hiring, you know, the team and expanding our capabilities, bringing Jordan in to start doing some research on, um, you know, the content, the, the written content, the tags that we're using uh, on on YouTube really elevated our game there. And then having Martina on the team to be able to, you know, increase the amount of content that we're producing. And that's the other thing that we did this year is we went from, we went from doing a weekly podcast to now a series of podcasts and we're publishing mm -hmm. twice a week. Wow. Well, and then I know you had mentioned before that industry gossip has surpassed 10,000 views on its latest video and that's a huge accomplishment, but what led to the creation of, you know, of that gossip. new show? Yes. Yeah. It was, um, it was an idea that Manish had, I, I'll give the credit to him. He wanted a forum that um, would let us talk about, you know, the latest news, essentially what was going on. And it, we, we had, we had toyed with like sub series within the Conquerors podcast before we had done a couple of recurring bits, um, but they, they just didn't really stand out within, within, you know, a stream of one show. And so we had a lot of discussion about how to do this and, and 
and what's the right way? Is it a separate podcast? But then you've got to build a different audience and we don't want to lose the audience that we have. And what's the best way to do this? And so what we finally landed on was because we had gone all in on YouTube, we would just publish this through the Conquerors podcast feed and make it a separate playlist. So, you know, you're still going to get an episode every week um, or now twice a week, but it would be broken down into these different playlists. And, and we'd looked at other really successful podcast channels and, and seen how they had done that as well. Uh, but that really just opened the floodgates, right? So we did, we did, excuse me, we did one separate show and that was really successful. And that led to all kinds of other ideas. Uh, Who Charted is a great example of here's a very specific kind of thing that we want to do that its own that can be its own show. And then we added the book club and then we came up with Potomac Couch and then we thought, wow, there's an opportunity to do something with operations here. Let's let's give them an, a, a, a show with a with an interesting twist. And yes, the interesting twist is their drinking, but but something to liven it up and make it interesting and unique and different. And um, you know, something only Potomac would do. And then, you know, this show, you know, let's, let's take that I mentioned at the top of this, of this broadcast was we were committed to transparency from the beginning. So let's have a show that's just about that, where we're showing you how we do what we do at every step along the way. And this is, this episode is really just kind of a recap of how far we've come <laughs> in the last year. Yeah. And I'm so new to the team. Um, so what's next for our podcast? Two things. Um, Martina mentioned it, the, the, the OGs, as we're calling ourselves, um, you know, the, those of us that now run the different departments here at Potomac, uh, we, we have already kind of started doing this the last couple quarters. We've done sort of like a quarterly update of, of where Potomac's business is at and what we're doing next and what people can expect. And now that we have gone to this format, we're just going to move that into its own show, uh, called the OGs. So the first one will come out uh, right here at the end of the quarter. So first couple weeks of October, um, and I'm excited for that. And then also our education team is going to be launching a new show. Um, it's called education station, um, which is literally taken from the schoolhouse rocks video conjunction junction. So, <laughs> you know, that group loves to talk. So get <laughs> buckle up for either Martina is going to have like two days worth of edits or it's going to be 90 <laughs> minutes long. We'll see, we'll see which happens. Uh, and I apologize in advance, Martina, for whatever that's going to look like. Cause it's going to be, I think, I think we'll get there. And, and since this is built in public, we'll just talk about it. We need to come up with, we need to come up with a hook for them and that's on us to figure out. We need some way to, to bring that show together. And I'll use who charted as an example, because who charted was it originally just going to be Dan and Manish talking about charts. And we sat down to record the first episode. And I think they had, I think they had 11 charts between the two of them. And it was 17 minutes long and it was just the worst. <laughs> I mean, it was so boring and it was so long and and literally before we even like we we hit end broadcast and we were like this isn't this isn't this doesn't work, um, and and Manish was like what what do you you want to put a time limit on it I was like let's not only put a time limit on it let's let's have you go against a clock and it's like all right how many charts seven I was like no six three apiece and so they they literally sat there and they crossed off the charts they weren't going to use and we re-recorded the first one in that format. Um, and, and made it up on the spot. So we've got to do something for the education team to give them a bandwidth to play in. 
and well, obviously involve them in that and, and brainstorm together. But but we need we need to set them up for success uh, so it doesn't become just a um, rambling like I am right now. <laughs> but I said that this at the top, I said that this was a metaphor and and, and, it, and it really is because, again, the podcast is not why the company has grown. What has what has caused us to grow is the commitment to our mission that we set two years ago when we started all of this, which was number one, we're not going to be like anybody else. We're going to speak our mind. We're going to call it like it is. We're going to be open and transparent. And we have stuck to that. Number two, we haven't given up. We've tried a couple times. There have been a couple times along the way where we were like, this sucks and I don't want to do it anymore. The first time was Manish when he was in the middle of moving a bunch of times and trying to do a podcast. And if you go back and look through our history, there's sort of this moment where all of a sudden, instead of it being Manish and Jeff, there's a whole bunch of me in there, like randomly interviewing guests outside of Potomac. And that was just to take the content burden off of them for a while so that they could reset. And that was another thing that led to the creation of all these different shows. We, they were running out of ideas, Manish and Jeff, to what to talk about every week. And by creating these different shows with these different ideas, it gave us new things to talk about. Sorry, long pause while I take a sip of coffee. <laughs> talk amongst yourselves. But to go to come back from my side tangent it, it's this it's this commitment to staying on message not stopping to jordan's point of all the people that start podcasts and quit we didn't just stop the podcast we haven't stopped any of the content that we have been publishing since we've set out to do this we have stayed committed even when no one was watching and no one cared we kept going and didn't quit and we found our audience it took time it took longer than we wanted and we stayed open to new ideas along the way. You know, we, we kept our heads down and kept going, but we tried new things. We tried bringing in guests. We tried shooting on location before that stopped being a thing. We tried new shows. And, and now here we are, and I guess this is the, the formal announcement because we've never really talked about it, but the Conquer Risk podcast isn't really a thing anymore. It's not a show it's the name of a series of shows, but there isn't anything that we do now that's called the Conquer Risk Podcast. It's the Conquer Risk Podcast presents industry gossip, who charted, build in public, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I think that's the key. You have to stay committed to not stop, but you can't also say, well, well this is how we've always been doing it, so this is how we're always going to do it. I, I anticipate that in another year or two, it won't look anything like what we're doing now, and that's a good mm -hmm. thing because we've got to stay committed to – um, continuing to tweak and push. And, and that is because what got us, we've said this a lot over the last couple months, but what got us to 500 million won't get us to a billion. Mm -hmm. We have to keep pushing and we have to keep innovating and we have to keep trying new things. And I think we're all committed to doing that. So where we are feels good. Like it's really awesome that 10,000 people watched the last episode of industry gossip i don't know who you people are thank you um i don't think we're that interesting and clearly neither do any of our spouses if you watched potomac couch this week but uh we we appreciate it and it is quite fun so any any closing thoughts from anybody before we move on to recommendations there was one thing that I thought was kind of funny because I was going through in preparation for this episode and looking like when that growth began 
And it was funny. There was that period where we had, I don't know, like 50 episodes that got five to 15 views, most of which were probably people within the company. And then in between there was a random video that got 600 views. And then it went back to five to 15 for a few months. And then that's when we kind of soared. But I thought that was interesting. That wait, wait a minute. Was that, um, I know which one you're talking about and we won't spend too much time on this, but the reason it was got that many views was we used it in another marketing piece and I decided to use the YouTube video instead of the Wistia one. And mm. it generated a lot of views because it was about, and I, I don't remember the episode off the top of my head, but it was about a topic that was important to that other marketing piece. And, and I'm glad you, you, you brought that up though, because that's a good note for people that are interested in doing this, which is, why are we talking about this at all is for anybody who's interested in starting their own podcast. But anytime you can use an episode of your podcast in your marketing, you win. Here's a, here's you're interested about this. Great. We did a podcast episode about it. Then our, our education team does that all the time. They have a whole library of them that they keep for themselves, where if somebody's looking for content on a particular topic, they point them to an episode. But that one early on was the first one to ever do that. And that's why it like stands out as this like completely <laughs> separate. Yeah. Winning episode. Yeah. That kind of shocked me a bit. Well, that will do it for this episode of Build in Public. Thank you very much for joining us. I promise I will talk less le next time, and uh, we'll, we'll keep it a little shorter. Subscribe. Bye. Like, Bye. subscribe. See you soon. Everything. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast.